mother's English, right? Yes, she is. So does she also qualify as unattractive, stupid, entitled and the rest of it, or is she an exception? No, but she lives out there with me and she agrees. She Your mother agrees women... all English women are awful, even though no, she's an English woman? No, she agrees that they're better out there. Right. She says they're lovely, honest people, kind, and there's beautiful women everywhere. Right. Привет из Киева. Welcome to Kiev in Ukraine and welcome also to another episode of the Volka Valkas with me, Connor Klein. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving deep into the issue raised in the title of this video, which is are Western women fat and entitled compared to women in a country like Ukraine, in a city like Kiev, or maybe in Russia and Belarus. And at the beginning of this video, you just saw a clip with Richard La Ruino, who is, I guess you could call a pickup artist. Back in the day, he doesn't seem to do that much online anymore. And he's been interviewed on a very popular early morning uh, UK television program by Pierce Morgan, uh, who normally actually wouldn't be on that side of uh, he's usually against political correctness, shall we say. So a bit surprising that in that particular uh, interview, he decided to attack Richard Luina quite uh, dramatically. I'm going to link that down below if you've never seen it. It's kind of funny also to watch uh, how he went about that. And basically, he was challenging Richard uh, La Ruina in that video because he had made a statement, a separate statement, and another interview where he'd said that British women were fat and entitled. So I'm going to be jumping into that topic. Or I've decided to expand it a little bit for our purposes today and say, are Western women fat and entitled? And what does that all mean for you uh, compared to obviously here in Eastern Europe? So countries like Russia, Ukraine and Belarus. Some of this is actually going to surprise you. So you're definitely going to want to watch this one uh, until the end because there's actually a lot of interesting Stats I uncovered when I was doing the research for today's video that even surprised me a little bit. So let's start with uh, his first statement, which first part of his statement, which was that British women are fat. Now, of course, fat, we can look at that. Does that mean overweight? Does that mean obese? Uh, where do we mean medically and, you know, relatively, of course, to maybe other parts of the world? And how does that all break down now? So I looked up the stats and, you know, if we start in the very, very extreme, if you look at the US, uh, actually, most people are overweight in those countries, men and women. And that also includes the majority of women as well. Now, obesity is running at close to 40%. So obesity is extremely fat. Now, there are te you know, technical definitions of that in terms of body mass index. But for our purposes, really, once you know, you're obese or overweight, significantly overweight, then it's kind of the same. It's not going to be very sexually appealing. The reason for that is, of course, that being overweight or obese is a sign of not being healthy. It is extremely unhealthy, especially to be clinically obese. And that is not attractive to us as men. If we look at, um, it's not attractive to humans in general, in terms of choosing a mate, if you're, they're going to be unhealthy, but in particular for men, when they look visually women and how well, sub, you know, we're thinking about this subconsciously, of course, uh, how well are they going to be able to bear children? Uh, you know, obviously if you're very, very uh, fat, then you're unhealthy, probably not going to be the best mate uh, relative to the other options. That's why we don't go for fat chicks in general. Now, there are, of course, guys out there who do like fatties, obese women, 
whatever rocks your boat, not here to judge. Uh, but in general, we don't go for that for a very good biological reason. So 40% obesity in the US. It actually changed a little bit on race. Um, Asian women were a little bit lower in the US, Asian Americans and then black Americans or African Americans were a bit higher. They were actually over 40% and then we'll say white Americans, um, those normally of European descent were somewhere in the middle, so close to that, it was like high 30%, but that is astronomical amount. Now, how does the UK compare to that? Because that's where Richard La Ruina was commenting on and it's a little bit better obesity is around 30% there. Now, you might find some tests are gonna say it's a little bit higher, a little lower, but for our purposes in today's video, 30% obesity is massive. Now that's men and women, but there wasn't a really huge difference between the genders. There's a slight difference. Um, there's actually a little bit more men that were gonna be overweight. And in the country where I was born, Ireland, uh, I go back there you know, once a year and I am always amazed by the number of young women in particular who are overweight or obese. It's actually over 30% or minimum overweight of women under 30. So that is just like, obviously if you have a country where 30% of the population is overweight, then that's already reduces the number of attractive options, right? Because you know, as one third of the women just basically excluded in terms of being, you know, a high value option if they're going to be uh, so you're going to be overweight or obese and obviously that's unhealthy. Now, when I was growing up in Ireland, which I think is really the most amazing thing, Irish people in general were not uh, obese and overweight in general. We actually used to look at the American tourists coming and think, oh, they're all extremely fat relative to us. Ireland was one of the skinniest countries. That just shows you how in a generation things can dramatically change. And I'm going to go into that a little bit later on the video when we start talking about Eastern Europe. So. Also in Ireland, it's a little bit better than the UK, but only slightly. So that's the three, well, that's three of the countries in the West, but it is a little bit better in, we'll say the continental European Union, we'll say in Western Europe. So we're talking countries like the Netherlands or uh, Germany is actually also quite high. So we're not gonna exclude Germany from that. It's also got a high obesity rate, but we'll say Southern Europe, like uh, Italy, um, say maybe a little bit further east, we can go into Central Europe and they have countries like Poland, Hungary. Actually, Hungary was also very, very high obesity. If you look at the overall level of obesity. Now, of course, we're focusing more on younger women. So we'll say women under 30 are not going to be as obese as say women and men over 50. Uh, in general, when you look at the stats, there is a difference. Now, um, again, this is going to become a very geeky video, but actually children obesity is actually really, really significant as well and frightening. So, so actually that might even change. We might even see young people catching up with the old people. But by and large, uh, we can say that definitely uh, he was spot on um, in terms of saying that there is an issue with obesity. That still means though that probably two thirds um, of British women or um, maybe it's going to be less than the US, we'll say half of women in the US are not if they're still under 30, gonna be fat and obese. Um, so that's that's a huge problem. Of course, half of them are already basically excluded, but it still leaves half. It's not like it's like everybody, but considering the majority, in it seems in the US are, you know, definitely women are, are uh, obese and overweight and still in the UK. Uh, basically, his statement was pretty accurate on the accusation of fat. Now, how does that compare to Eastern Europe. So we're going to start with Eastern, we're going to look at Russia, we're going to look at Ukraine here and at Belarus. Now I looked up the stats and I was flabbergasted because the overall obesity and overweight 
um, percentage, it's not that different to countries like the UK and Ireland. It's actually higher than a lot of Western European countries, the better Western European countries will say. Um, and it's not dramatically far off catching up with the US and UK. Now there is a bit of a difference. People are not, uh, even when they hit that overweight and obese category, not as extreme as in the US and, and UK and Ireland, but they're catching up pretty quickly. And why is that? And why, if you've watched the other videos on my channel, like I have a podcast about whether, um, why, why there's no fat acceptance movement in Eastern Europe versus Western Europe. Not, definitely that strange if actually the percentage of overweight people and obese people is pretty much the same but they don't have to say it's not promoted here should we say or there's no you know you're you're beautiful whatever way your body is even if you're more obese and basically eating yourself to death that kind of stuff doesn't hasn't taken off here but actually people over uh, 40 in countries like Russia Ukraine and Belarus do have a problem with being overweight and obese now there is a little bit of a funny uh, adage here that you might marry a 20, 25, 30 year old Russian supermodel, but then she'll turn into a babushka <laughs> within five or 10 years. Um, mightn't be five or 10 years, but actually there is a tendency definitely to put on weight. And when you go to smaller towns, uh, e even here in Ukraine, you do notice a lot of overweight women, you know, when they have already uh, had a few kids and uh, are living there in the village then, and also the guys as well uh, from drinking all the alcohol, the vodka and whatnot, actually do become overweight. But that only tends to be people over 40. Now, we're talking about under 40, then um, it was actually very hard to find precise stats in it because most of the stats were like basically under 18 or under 20, and then they seem to not really measure too much between 20 and 35, unfortunately, these countries, at least when I looked online, if you find some good stats, definitely put it in the comment section below that video or send me an email at connorkline at zarexperience.com. That'd be good information for me to actually be able to verify. But when I looked at that, like late teens, adolescent, these, there were very, very, very few girls who were uh, overweight. It was like um, way less than 10%. Um, it was like, I think about seven or 8%. Uh, depending on which country and which uh, area because it wasn't great statistics I was able to find but basically you have uh, it was about half of what you're going to see in Western Europe for the same age category um, it may even have been as low as five percent in some cases so there you have it's probably about a third so that is really the big difference that you're going to see when you come uh, here to Eastern Europe that women will say between 20 and 35 are going to be dramatically thinner than you're going to see in uh, definitely in the UK and <laughs> compared to the US, there's really no comparison. Uh, also Ireland, but and even compared to Western European countries, because even if they're not technically obese and even they're not technically dramatically overweight, they are a little bit thicker, we could say, in those countries um, than you're going to find here. And it's very noticeable. And of course, if that's what Raksha Bose not you into, then maybe the tall, slender, a supermodel type, um, you know, what we've seen over the last, uh, promote over the last 20 or 30 years in the fashion industry uh, and on TV is not what you're looking for, then, you know, you don't need to come here basically. But if you're a regular viewer, as I assume you are of this channel, then you're probably going to be looking for more that type than someone who's very curvy, shall we say, and has those um, love handles that you can grab onto uh, uh, indefinitely. So that's kind of, that's the situation with terms of whether uh, Richard Lorena's statement about UK British women being fat and how it extends to Western women. 
definitely women between 30 and 35. Uh, it's a massive difference in terms of the number of them that are overweight and obese in the West compared to here in Eastern Europe. But over 40, it's disappointing to say, but it's actually not that different. And as a final kicker, you know, I've been coming here for over 10 years, about 12 or 13 years uh, now since my first trip to Russia, Ukraine and Belarus as well is actually over a decade. And I have seen a difference. Definitely um, people under the age of 40, what happened to men or women are definitely getting uh, bigger and there's not as many. You can definitely see it starting and also with young uh, um, girls, you know, we'll say 18 to 25. Definitely they're not as thin as they were 10 years ago. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of what I saw in Ireland uh, from my childhood that, yeah, it's probably only a matter of time before also here they have a bit of an obesity problem. That said, uh, definitely um, young women are more interested in sport these days because I can see that in fitness and because of Instagram. So you definitely have a percentage of them that really focus on that and being fitter whilst they were just thinner and probably not so fit going to the gym, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And they probably drank more alcohol. Uh, definitely here in Ukraine, I've seen a difference. Uh, maybe not so much in Belarus. They still seem to drink almost as much as I remember in the past. So that is something that's changed. And of course, you're not trying to date everybody when you come here. So if there's a section, uh, you know, half the women are fitter and thinner and uh, more healthy than 10 years ago, um, then that's probably going to be actually better for you uh, than if everyone was just thin and unfit overall. Um, so that's what the first part of your statement are British women. Fat, well, relative to here in Ukraine, Russia and Belarus, the answer is yes. So that brings us to the second part of his statement. Now he accused British women of being entitled. So what does that entitled mean? It means that you feel like you're inherently um, deserving of special privilege and treatment. Now that could be said about a lot of women, a lot of people in the world, for sure, that they feel entitled. Not just usually an index of your expectations, what you think you deserve. And there's no problem, personally, I think. I'm not going to hate anyone for thinking that they uh, should aim for a high level, a high quality. I mean, I definitely also aim for high quality. So uh, what does he mean exactly by that they feel entitled? They feel like they're basically that they're inherently, they don't actually have to give any quality in return. I think that's um, what he was trying to get at, that they don't deliver. And actually, what's the other interview that he gave and that led to this uh, interview on Good Morning Britain, and that's actually what he was trying to get at, that they don't offer very much compared to what they expect. Now, is that true compared to Eastern Europe? Now, if like, it's kind of also interesting that Richard Wiener is married to a woman from Eastern Europe, was entirely clear to me if she was actually Russian or Belarusian. I see in his other content because uh, he made this video game that um, just seems to be more entertainment than actually really practical uh, of much help. And there he'd actually shot a lot of it in Minsk and Belarus because I actually recognize a lot of the places. But anyways, he has a wife from Eastern Europe. So sure, and he describes his own story of traveling to Moscow. He also uh, apparently lives may even live in Minsk or have lived in Minsk. I heard other stories that he was actually living in Minsk and actually at the Linguistic University of Well, Not sure 100% if that's true or not. But anyways, Richard, if you're watching the video, then definitely let me know <laughs> and reach out to me about your Belarus experiences. And basically, how does it, are women, say, in Belarus or Russia or Ukraine uh, here in Kiev, are they less entitled? Do they inherently uh, expect to uh, not be entitled to stuff? Now, if you've never met a Russian, Ukrainian, or Belarusian princess, 
then you've definitely never traveled here because there are a lot of them and a lot of them do definitely feel in titles. So I think the main part of what he was getting is in terms of the uh, actually what they give in return for maybe being treated like a prince that are, are being treated well. Now actually obesity levels and been overweight it's pretty much the same between men and women in the West and actually here in uh, Eastern Europe. If you look at it overall, there's a small difference, but not really that significant. Uh, with, between uh, younger women and younger men here in Eastern Europe, there is a bit more of a difference uh, than, you know, than you're gonna see in the West. So if Western men are kind of just as overweight and obese as um, Western women, well, then maybe demanding that the guy is not fat or fit, and we're also demanding that they're slim, kind of seem about the same <laughs> to me even if it's true that there isn't so much what I would call fat glorification uh, obviously here there is a little bit starting it's, it's a lot of times you know fat feminism and connected to the uh, ex radical feminist movement that we're supposed to just glorify fat people and you obviously saw that video cover on Vogue with um, God, I can't remember the obese woman's name, but anyways, they glorified her on that and it's, yeah, she doesn't look well and it's definitely not uh, something that should be encouraged. And you definitely don't see that here. So what he actually specifically said in the previous interview, the one that wasn't on Good Morning Britain, was that British women are looking for a guy with a six pack, a sense of humor and that he's cool. And actually in other manosphere, especially in that red pill community, I've seen a lot of the guys, uh, some of the the youtubers talk about the three sixes that the guy should be six feet tall have a six pack and earn a six-figure salary that's obviously in us dollars and uh, actually maybe they're looking for something else that's a six maybe six inches at least but my point would be well what's wrong with that why shouldn't women actually demand high standards in the men that they're uh, going to date and maybe have a family with that would seem pretty sensible to me and if you don't if you think that uh, Eastern European women are not interested in finances because you didn't marry a woman from Eastern Europe, Richard Lewin, then you're sadly mistaken. So definitely there's nothing wrong with women demanding high standards. Like I also demand high standards. You know, I want a woman who is slim and attractive uh, and obviously provides the kind of values that I'm looking for in a person that's going to be interesting uh, to me to date and possibly maybe even have children with. So I'm definitely excluding all the women who are fat and obese. Now, if I were to go back to, say, the UK or Ireland and I was to go out and you know meet women socially, they would probably also think that I'm entitled because I actually have high standards. Now, the thing about... I guess the definition about being entitled is that you're not offering much in return. Now that can be very relative because uh, you have to remember that uh, in the UK they're operating in a different environment, women in the, on the, you know, in the dating scene than they would be here in Kiev. And that's simply because, well, first of all, they face dramatically less competition than Ukrainian girls do or Russian girls do or Belarusian girls do because the number of beautiful women here in a city like Kiev, even if you're taking compared to London, that attracts a lot of foreign women, which actually Richard pointed out on Good Morning Britain is that, you know, a lot of the women he's meeting were not actually British. Um, there's just way more of them here in Kiev or in Moscow or in Minsk than are going to be there. And obviously, if you're a woman and you're looking for obviously the best match for you, then you face stiffer competition here. So, you know, maybe you can't get that guy, um, you know, everything being equal because you just face more and he chooses someone else. And then your value is a lot higher in London. So you're in a position to demand more market power. But I don't necessarily think that is 
a bad thing or a bad strategy by British women uh, personally, but does that make them entitled? Are they not giving back? Well, you know, I have another vodcast about the internationalization of a beauty. So definitely go and check that one out. I'm going to link it below in the description, also up in on a card there. Free check it out if you haven't seen it. And you know, in the past, basically it would have been like a lot more of a local dating market, like Richard Arena, well, definitely 30 years ago because it was communism and the Soviet Union couldn't travel so easily. He wouldn't have had, we'll say, access to meet women in Eastern Europe and Russia, like his wife, for example. He would have been, his pool would have been narrowed to maybe Western Europe, maybe the US and the UK. And now he has all these other options. So we've seen an internationalization of beauty in that sense that now these women are options. I think actually, you know, if you look at the local uh, dating scene, um, Britain, uh, guys in Britain are probably on the international market higher than the guys here in Ukraine or Russia. I'm talking about the, maybe on average. Now, of course, in Ukraine, you have a lot of guys who are cool, fit, um, good looking and make a lot of money as well. But there are going to be less of those guys than are going to be in a city like London, for example. So, you know, if you're operating that dating market as a guy, maybe it's in New York, maybe it's in London, then you all, and I, I personally lived in Munich, for example, which is a very rich city where guys are actually, we're talking about six foot, quite, quite tall, uh, definitely taller than, you know, the average in Europe or in the West. And actually, I do meet some of those uh, sixes. Maybe have a guess which ones I meet and which ones I don't meet <laughs> down below in the comments. But yes, I face more competition. That's definitely the case when I lived in Munich than, say, when I lived you know, when I, that I live here in Western Europe. So, you know, it's supply and demand to a certain extent. Obviously, if, you know, you're focusing on dating women in your own area and guys happen to make more money, be taller, or maybe consider better looking, spend more time in the gym getting that six pack than guys maybe here in Eastern Europe where that's not the case, then your value on the dating market is going to be higher here. And, you know, uh, conversely, there are actually less... Uh, high standards amongst the women in your local dating market compared to here, then obviously you're gonna f you are gonna feel you are entitled to or that you can reach because I don't really like that word entitled that you can reach because you have to provide value yourself in order to be worthy, obviously of someone that's also of high high value on the dating market, so that you can actually get, of course, a woman who's a lot higher in quality than you would ceteris paribus say, in you know it happens to be the UK that we're talking about, and you should also remember that here in um, in Eastern Europe, women do not put looks as high on the priorities when looking to whether it's to hook up, to date, or to marry someone than they do in general in the West. And that's, of course, a generalization, but it's not as important. And that can mean that if you are a pretty boy and you actually do reasonably well in the West and then you come here and like, definitely you're going to see that the girls are hotter, that quite often I see a lot of guys come over here and they don't do very well because they don't understand that being pretty and having that six-pack doesn't, it's not as in demand, shall we say, uh, for Eastern European women as it probably is in London or Germany or wherever they're flying in from or for, from the US. And that can come as a, quite a shock to them. And that can also make them uh, actually feel that Russian women are a bit in time or a bit odd because they're looking at the local guys and say, oh, I'm not better than him. I dress better. That's another one that comes, comes up. Also not as high priority. Um, you know, looking, you definitely have to address to fit in in the environment you're going to. Obviously, pass face control, but it doesn't mean that you have to come with the latest fashions from Milan or from London. It actually, mightn't actually even get you any 
higher, be, it might mean that you're not actually perceived as high value here because maybe the girls just don't think that's the coolest, latest fashion trend. <laughs> and they actually think you just look a little bit odd or a little bit too try hard or a little bit too much of a pretty boy. And then you actually get docked the market too. So that's all something that's really, of course, interesting when you come and you experience it here yourself that the perception of what your value is can change and that what you think that you are entitled to or what you normally expect to get in terms of, you know, uh, in the, the dating market can be dramatically different from what you expect. And I see a lot of Western guys obviously come and think, I'm from the West, I make all this money, the Ukrainian guys are poor, uh, they don't know how to dress, they don't have my six pack, and then they come here and a couple of scammers basically steal their money and that's as close as they get to dating uh, a good, beautiful, uh, um, honest Ukrainian girl. It just doesn't happen. This is very, very common to see here, unfortunately. And I think the final little point to, to mention here is that uh, women still get married uh, younger in Eastern Europe than they do on average in uh, the West. And that means they're under a little bit more pressure to settle down earlier. Now, it's not as dramatic as it was 10 or 15 years ago. And definitely if they come from big city like Kiev or Moscow, it's probable that you know, it's only going to be a couple of years difference, but still they may just grab a guy and settle, even if he's not ideal, just to have that ring on the finger, that status, or keep their family happy. And that is less common in the West than it is here in Eastern Europe. So that's just another factor to uh, remember when looking at the differences between the dating market here in Eastern Europe versus Western Europe. So in summary, are British women and, you know, as an extension that Western women fat, and entitled well the first part i'd have to say relatively yes they are that's tragic and we hope that it's you know we have some policy that helps to reverse that in western europe because as i said in my other podcast yeah it's just a shame having grown up in ireland and seeing that expansion of the belt line just across the society um, then here just remember that it's women under 40 who are going to be slimmer in average than um than in the West and also there's a big difference between the countryside and the cities I have to say in Ukraine and Russia that actually women uh, we're probably more likely to meet you're definitely more likely to meet women from the cities than from the countryside unless you're doing a lot of online dating so probably it's going to be definitely a lot slimmer here in your experience the kind of women you're going to meet certainly so then the second part of the statement are women in the UK and by extension the West entitled well that's a little bit more nuances as an argument definitely have uh, you know are able to get higher quality then we have to say that you know if we internationalize things out then you are definitely going to get a lot better woman on average a lot more higher quality woman on average once you know what you're doing here and you could say that yeah they are a bit entitled they're used to getting it a little bit easier because they're basically protected from competition by the you know to a certain extent because the women from ukraine russia and Belarus just can't all move to london and nab those uh british guys that maybe are they would prefer than the local guys here but of course you have to also um think that it's not going to be that simple. Um, most actually Ukrainian women, for example, want to marry a Ukrainian guy. They're not actually looking for a foreign guy. And this is a nice way for me to segue into telling you about the Tsar experience and a few other projects that I am focusing on. And now we're coming to the end, fingers crossed, of the quarantine period here for the coronavirus lockdown in 2020. A lot of places are open. And soon you're going to be able to travel here to Eastern Europe to a city like Kiev. But even though, as I've outlined, women are a lot slimmer here, um, your potential value in the market is a lot higher. Like you're just going to create so many more 
options potentially when you come here. If you don't know what you're doing and you come maybe like as one of the pretty boys who I explained earlier and you get you know, in trouble with the scammers, uh, then you're not going to be very successful. And I, even I have to confess that when I came here you know, over 10 years ago, I also made a lot of mistakes that, that, that hurt me when I, when I first came here. So I'm just finishing up my first boot camp, which was the anti-scammer scambuster boot camp, where I went through exactly how to avoid the scammers because that really you know, frees up about 80% of your time here for dating if you can just avoid those kind of girls who just want to steal your money basically. I'll put a link to my uh, to Scam Buster Bootcamp below. You can go check it out if you're interested. I'm going to open it up again soon for enrollment. Uh, so go check it out if, you, if you've missed it. And on top of that, I am working on a new bootcamp. It's actually going to be about how to date and to seduce the beautiful women when you come, how to meet and date them when you come here to Eastern Europe. And this is what we're going to go into, that you can maximize your potential here once you've obviously, you know, obviously it's important to avoid the scammers and have all that extra time. Then you can focus on creating uh, real, you know, strong connections and relationships and date the beautiful women here in East Europe and just like really supercharge your experience compared to 95% of foreigners, I'd say it's even higher, 97%, maybe even 99% of foreigners who come here. They don't do it because they don't understand the differences here and they get caught out and they spend half their time with the scammers, um, as I said, probably 80% of the time with the scammers and then they have very little time left and they don't know how to behave. There's one thing that I've done, I've created a checklist. Um, you can go and check it out below. It's only going to be up for a very short amount of time. Probably this video goes out, it probably will only just be out for um, maybe a couple of days. You want to go and get that now if you haven't. It's my five biggest mistakes made by foreign men when they come here dating in Eastern Europe. So you want to just go and check, you know, have that information so you don't mess it up completely. And that's free. Uh, you have to go down there, click on a link and then type in your email address. And after you confirm that, I will send that checklist to you. So. Also, I'm obviously pretty excited that finally my clients are going to be able to come here in person and live the Zara experience. Now, uh, with obviously travel starting to open up pretty soon, probably when I you know, publish this video, it will have been announced exactly when you can come back to Ukraine. And if you are the kind of person who is interested in developing themselves, um, coming here with you know someone who's the insider as uh, one of my former clients, Philip, described me as uh, just like really accelerating your chances of dating uh, beautiful women here in a city like Kiev, can be Minsk, can be in St. Petersburg, Moscow, or Odessa Mama because it is going to be summertime and not having to worry about figuring out what everything is in the city in terms of best bars and clubs for you and the kind of women that you're trying to meet. Uh, not going to worry about the language barrier. Obviously, not going to have to worry about um, well, language barrier because I'm going to be with you uh, and I speak Russian. Uh, obviously, you're not going to have to worry about being scammed if I'm with you. This is a huge, huge problem for guys who come here. Um, if, you have, if you're not aware of that, then watch my plethora of other uh, videos here on YouTube all about that. I'll link some of them below in the description. Also, up on, on cards for you to check out. Um, and then you're just going to have an unforgettable time for the experience here with me. We're going to go out, we're going to party rock stars with my crew, but it is not for everybody. If you are the kind of guy that basically doesn't have high standards, um, you know, we talked about 
being entitled and obviously the quality um, in terms of the beauty it's no question here so many so many more like by three by four times more beautiful women here in Kiev versus most uh, cities in the West but if that's a particularly interest of you if you're gonna be happy with smashing uh, 10 you know uh, very mediocre looking girls by your hometown standards uh, on a trip here um, then the Sarek Simmons is not going to be for you because you're not going to be in the, you're not interested in the value it provides and I'm not really going to be excited about trying to help you anyways if you don't push if you're not someone pushing yourself to um, date beautiful high quality women uh, it's just not something I'm going to do basically so you don't need to write to me and you can um, come here and maybe maybe it'll work out for you on your own also obviously if you're a sex tourist looking to pay for sex then obviously Zara experience is not for you because that's not what we do here on the Zara experience um, you know it's free world if you just want to pay for it and someone else wants to sell you that sexual service then good luck to you um, and good luck to the person selling to you and use protection and stay safe uh, because you will need it um, on the other end of the scale if you are I always give this example of like the 60 year old guy from the Midwest I know why I was picking Ohio just because I I know that's in the Midwest uh, and you're like obese you're one of those like uh, Americans who's in that you know that category of being clinically obese and you know you're balding bald obese um, don't have much charisma don't have much success with women in your hometown and you come here and you think that there are going to be uh, there's going to be a bevy of 20 25 year old even 30 year old supermodels lined up on the tarmac at Kiev airport waiting to meet you because they're waiting for a white knight to come and save them um, maybe there was a little bit of truth to that in the 1990s but this is 2020 that doesn't happen right so I don't want to see you get scammed because if you're that kind of guy then you're probably gonna go somewhere else where I'm not gonna promise you this fantasy or create that fantasy for you um, and you're probably gonna get scams you probably want to check out my anti-scammer bootcamp or even my other anti-scammer videos up there so at least you stay away from that uh, maybe I can help you in a consultancy basis you know advise you um, or you can invest in the anti-scammer course or my my, my other boot camps um, they could be a good value for you but uh, you're you know coming and living this our experience it's not going to be for you I want guys who are willing to be stay a little you know obviously shoot for high standards but stay realistic you can jump up two or three points but not eight when you come here to Eastern uh, to Eastern Europe and also you gotta enjoy going out and being social be willing to learn how to do that clubbing like if you think club, nightclubs and bars are terrible places that only bad girls go to then you know I had clients who come last year and um, met women they married and they met them in nightclubs so if you come with those limiting beliefs on who you can meet and where it's gonna be a tough challenge and probably not the right experience for you as well so You've listened to my rant and my ramble at the end of this video so I'm assuming that you are potentially that kind of person so I have a link below to my application for and to live this our experience so go fill that out and then I will come back to you personally I read all the applications myself uh, and actually when I look through the number of guys who click on that link fill out the application form and then actually get pre-selected where I think there's a potential for us to work together in that case we would jump on a you know short 10 to 15 minute strategy call together to see if it's a good fit for both of us uh, but the actual number of guys you get to that is really low it's going to be one or two percent and actually come here and live the Zara experience in person it's actually less than one percent so I do make it really selective uh, so go if you really if you believe that this is the experience for you um, go fill out the application and very soon you'll get an answer from me so it is the end of the evening here actually see 
It's actually about to rain, so it was looking like a beautiful evening. We still got the sun up over the hill. That's um, Maidan, the famous square in the center of uh, Kiev. So I'm going to go and actually meet one of my former clients because we're going to go and smoke a shisha together. Uh, one of my favorite places here in uh, Kiev. So see you very soon in the next video. Dobobachina. Disvidania from Kiev, Ukraine. See you in the next video. Ciao, ciao. Sar Experience.